live from the Shangri-La South County. <laughs> Coming to you from rust intestine in the state of disrepair. <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> in the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black. Got my Red Bull Cola. Mm, delicious product. I went to order some of that on Amazon. And it was like, I, I think the price shot up like almost $10 mm. from what you said it was. It's like uh, 40 bucks. Yeah, it was like 48 or something like that. But with tax, it's probably over 50. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But they're shipping you cocaine. Liquid. Yeah. I got to get the backup recorder going. You got to save one of those for me for the uh, land. I don't know if I'll make it till June. I might have to buy another pack. Uh, well, I'll, just, I'll buy another pack. pack I'll give you some. Yeah. All right. I'll pay for it. I, 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 um, I've been looking for something else because I've been drinking a lot of coffee lately, but I've noticed that coffee gives me, um, like indigestion. Do you shit like a goose? Well, it, yeah, shit like a goose, but <laughs> or like the woman in the in that video. Do you see that where she's in the what? coffee shop and she's shitting on the floor and then she throws oh it at God. them? What throws it? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Is there good it's audio? Pretty graphic. It's Is there yeah. like a splattering sound in the audio? No, it's it's from a channel. There it is. Nate, link to time slide Coza. It's from a uh what's dot ZA? It's a Canadian, uh, I think it's a Canadian site. It happened in Canada. Uh, well, .za is like, it's not, it's not Canada. It's not? Let me... Or it might be New Zealand. No, not Z. No, NZ is New Zealand. Z-A-T-L-D. Let's consult the book of knowledge. It is South Africa. That's what I thought. Okay. Well, it's an English-speaking country regardless. All right. Uh, I'm not going to watch this right now. It's too distracting. It's... <laughs> And I can't use the audio. The commentary, though, it it's this woman. I, yeah, it's disgusting, but it's hilarious <laughs> too. Are you watching it? No, I'm just imagining. That's some primal ape shit. Yeah, well, there is audio. You can't hear her screaming, but uh, if there's no splattering and screaming, then I don't want to hear it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay this skip this skip to uh 24 do you really think the audio is going to be usable no but it, well then i shouldn't do it all right um we were talking about what led me to that oh taking a shit because we're talking about coffee um <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah coffee shit's Especially those light roasts, because they have more caffeine in them. That's all I've been drinking lately. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they really clean you out. It's a colon cleanse. <laughs> yeah. But I get indigestion with coffee. Like, I get, uh, or what is it called? Acid reflux. That's what I mean. Oh. Uh, well, I get, like, try some You know water. what I mean? Like, that burning, you get kind of, like, it's right where your esophagus is, and you feel it in the back. Of your, like, you feel I'm it kinda in the back. kind of getting that right now. It's. I hate that. I don't think um, Red Bull Cola is going to help you there. It probably will not. Probably think, rot your teeth too. I think carbonation it, it makes it bad too. I because everything I drink is carbonated, so that's probably why I have it. And then the coffee just makes it worse because it's pure. It's just it's all acid when you drink coffee. 
So one during one of my <clears throat> several coffee breaks today, uh, I was opining about my uh, lifelong affliction of worrying about what other people think and how <laughs> I don't like surfing with an audience. So I like doing it in the morning. Do you have anything like that? Um, when I'm doing something for the first time, yeah, definitely. How about when somebody hovers over your keyboard? Oh, yeah. That, I slow down. I become retarded. Oh, that, now that you reference that, we've had some clients that they feel like they have to watch everything you're doing as you work. That drives me nuts. They sit in the office with you and they're like standing there and then they're talking to you, asking you questions while you're trying to work. It's like, fuck off. You know, I, I hate that. It's like, I can't do my job properly when someone's over your shoulder. They think that they're helping. No, they're not. I, I know, but they think so. Yeah. Like they're killing the dead air or entertaining you or something or passing the time. I don't know. It's awkward and it's, yeah. It is. And then you're like, did I spell <clears throat> that right? Whatever it is you're typing. Did I spell that right? Or misclick. You click on the wrong tab or something that you yeah. had open. And it's worse when it's on your own computer and you're not really sure what tabs or stuff you have open. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's I hated. Por Pornhub on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Using your personal computer for work stuff. Yeah. Like not only are you uh, typing in passwords in front of a client, which is weird. That's why the Apple Watch is fucking awesome. Because it just remote unlocks it. But you don't know what you had open there. So I got to tell you about this client that uh, he's, I, I feel like I've talked about him on the show before because he's just, you might, such a, but I don't remember. He's such a fucking weirdo. Um, he's the son of like the owner of this company and they're one of our major clients. And he is a fucking, he's just weird and he's a creep. And I think he, the only reason he has a job in the company is through nepotism because of his dad. And he likes to talk about what he had. Like, he's like, Oh, I just bought this house in Newport coast. It's got like, it's like granite everywhere. And like, it's got like, you know, it's like a, it's like a man's house, so like dark theme and everything. And, uh, and then he drives like a, a gaudy BMW and he's like, he's gotta be like 50 years old. And every time he comes in the office, Every time he comes back and I see his computer, it looks more disgusting than the last time I saw it before. Cheeto dust everywhere? And it, no, it's like grime. It's like, where did you take this thing? Did you take this thing to the gym with you? Like, what? what is all <laughs> this shit? All, like, and it's always got problems. It's always breaking down. And like, we buy him these Dell laptops that what normally lasts like, you know, five, five, six years, even like with some abuse, his shit lasts like maybe two years tops before we have to get like the whole board replaced or the display replaced or because he just thrashes the thing or he doesn't take care of it or he exposes it to the elements. And um, anyway, so he comes in with his iPad every time his uh, uh, laptop is fucked up and we have to work on it. And he leaves fucking porn open on it like black porn and shit like that and it's what? so it's so fucking disgusting and bizarre that there's girls that work in that office and the second i even like open like his ipad or like 
work on any of his devices, his phone, whatever. If like I have to set up email or something like that or fix an issue with it, they like, they're like, Oh my God. Like, did you see like anything? Like, <laughs> and they're like, every, every time <laughs> this is like a regular I, happening. They know like the, everybody in the office, including the girls that work there, that are like in their twenties know that he's a fucking pervert and a fucking weirdo. And it's hilarious because every time I come back with like, there's like, it's almost like a joke in the office there with all those people. It's like every time I come back with like his iPad or like his laptop or something that I've been working on, they like make like, they, they like try to like contain like they're laughing, you know, like <laughs> they'll make eye contact and it'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. And the guy, there's other stories too. I don't know if I should elaborate on them because it's no. just like, they're so weird, but you should wear gloves um, though. Just tell him it's a fashion statement. Yeah. Some black nitrile gloves. Get those on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I, why I brought that up. We were talking about... Um, Secondhand embarrassment or something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, that guy is... He doesn't give a shit. He's like the example of someone <laughs> that doesn't give a shit whether they can be embarrassed or not because he's such a degenerate that it's just like he's used to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I get sometimes I get anxiety about um, uh, not like something like that I know that I can do easily. I get anxiety about doing it exactly the way that someone else wants it to be done you know yeah that is another thing too it'll be like oh i'm doing a server deployment and like i'm configuring everything a certain way and it's like i do it all correct except like there was this one little detail at the end that i didn't like that i overlooked or something like that and then that becomes like the focal point of like you know it becomes like a problem that gets fixated on, you know? And then, so it's like the fear of that happening, you know, cause it does happen. So that's where the anxiety would come from. But is it the customer that's worried or who you work it's, with? It's both. It's both. Cause the customer will be like, if I'm, especially if I'm on a time constraint, like their servers down and like, we're trying to figure like, I have to go on site and figure out why it's down. Like, is it a hardware issue? Like his windows, like is there corruption in windows, and that's why the server won't boot. Like, and then they're the owners like freaking out because they're losing business for that day, and then they have to start thinking about sending their employees home. That's like where it's like, it, it, you know, you you inevitably even in the troubleshooting process, you could eventually fix the problem, but along the way you overlook something, you know, that leads to the process of troubleshooting and fixing the problem. It, it makes it take longer, you know. So there's that too. So if you're on a time constraint, the fear of not having the quickest solution also makes me anxious. If that makes sense. Well, when you're dealing with physical hardware, unless you've got another server, like a spare one ready to go, or you've got a ver an image ready so you can spin it up somewhere else. We usually like to have shit out of luck. Well, yeah, but we usually are proactive in that regard. So, like, if a machine, if a server won't boot, like, okay, is it powering on? Like, can we ping it? Can it, like, you know, so we go through all these these steps that we can troubleshoot on our end first, 
and then like okay it's like so there's like a couple possibilities it could be like if it's not powering on it could be a power supply if it's you know uh booting but it's like getting kernel panics or whatever it could be bad memory it could be uh you know the board could be faulty um things like that so it's like if it's something like memory a hard drive or a power supply like i always just have that shit on me because we know they're what kind of hardware they have before we even head out there because it's like we'll have it on our monitoring software that that has a breakdown of the hardware that they have and like we could look at the what we set them up with. So is it an ATX tower, like a super micro ATX tower server that just sits on the floor, or is it a rack mount server? So obviously that's where you would be able to figure out whether or not you're gonna be able to fix the you know, fix the issue on the spot when you head out there, or whether you have to order parts. So you, you always wanna kinda of keep the client informed ahead of time, just be like, Oh, so we're gonna head out there with these parts and see if this works, you know? If not, then we'll order parts or we'll, if we know ahead of time that we don't have the parts on us and it's something that's like specific, like a, like a rack mount server power supply, like, yeah, we're not going to have that on us because there those, there's hundreds of different types of those. So that's something obviously we would tell them, oh yeah, we're going to have to order this. And then we might offer to move their server over to a VM in the meantime so that they can work. But that's like... Then they're working over the internet and they're working on our... What? what if you deployed them in a VM in the first place? We do, we've do. we done that for some clients, but the billing is too expensive. They don't want to pay it. <clears throat> no, I'm talking about their on, on-prem thing. Well, if they've only got 20 employees, then why, why would they even need to do that if they're already running? Well, the whole point is... If it's all, if there's host OS, well, not the host OS, but their virtual OS is Windows in your scenario, and you already had it in a virtual machine, its regular backups would be a backup from the host OS of the uh, the VDI, basically the virtual disk image. And then the moment it goes down, you're just like, oh, okay, you type in a little script and you launch the their virtual machine VDI on another machine. In their office. You could do that, but the performance isn't going to be as good. Internet. Well, it's basically bare metal performance. They're guaranteed not doing anything that needs high performance. If you're accessing, if you've got like, uh, oh well. It's just an interesting idea because then you could technically have every one of their servers or services you could even put them all separately like isolated in their own virtual machines and have a vagrant file that software defines their infrastructure and when something fucks up you just quickly download this little text file to another server type vagrant up and then it will deploy their infrastructure on the new server it'll pull down all your backups and start up the virtual machines with all the same port forwarding and IPs. Well, I, how is that any different than just having version backups that you can restore from? I know that the... There's no restore the, process. The, yeah, because it's instant. It's, it's going to be a VHD or a... Uh, uh, what do you... VH, 
I don't know what the protocol is for the other ones. It's just the Microsoft. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the <clears throat> what the extension is either. Or extension. I mean, I just said VDI. Because um, it's yeah, VDI could be that, that. Maybe that's VMware. And what I'm really getting at is the where is it? Uh, project. One of the projects that I've had. Uh, I've been working on with one of the developers of Ansible. He helped me make this updater, which I actually don't have any instructions for Windows yet. So if you start working on this, I, I finally added instructions and I just linked you to the GitHub page for the station group Ansible experiments repository, which I'll link to in the show notes. It, um, it's a perfect, almost one-liner example of how to roll out five virtual machines exactly the same on any hardware. And I could pick a different image if I wanted to download a different OS. I could allocate more RAM to one. I could increase the disk size of another. And then the Ansible scripts that are bundled in this repository, because you just pull down the whole repository at once, they go into each one of these Vagrant boxes and update them. Okay. <clears throat> I it's still pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I this stuff I've I've been wanting to run this stuff by uh, my employer because this is really interesting and I think that he I know how he thinks like he's always trying to save money <laughs> and make his job easier. So this to me, um, I think would help a lot. And, um, I don't know. I, I just, don't have I, the windows version yet. Like well, I, yeah, I don't have instructions on how to deploy this yet. And I don't have, it's out there though. I don't have, have that stuff online and he'll be able to find it. I don't have the playbook for updating a windows machine. Because I was paying this guy by the hour to work on parts of this, and it was just out of the scope of the project. It was just like bonus stuff. So I may integrate this, the Windows updater thing, because last thing on earth I ever want to do is update another Windows machine. This script would take care of it. But right now, even if you don't deploy FreeBSD machines, the script will handle it if they're there. But otherwise, if you've got a Debian or Ubuntu system... Mm -hmm. This playbook just goes through everything you put in your host, the host text file, all your servers that you put in there. It'll log into each one, update them, and print out a nice pretty result saying whether or not updates were applied. Okay. And then when you're done, you just type vagrant destroy, and it, it'll ask you if you want to delete the virtual machines. So you can spin it up in... 15 minutes and tear it down in 60 seconds. Yeah, that's cool. Part of that time is the time it takes to download Ubuntu 16.04, 18.04, and FreeBSD 11.1. It's a little trickier when you're dealing with Windows and Vagrant because unless you're building your own using Packer to script like uh, slipstream patches and stuff into Windows then insert uh, the licensing and all that. I don't know how you deal with this this shit. 
You probably have to have like a volume licensed image. Yeah, if it's from deployed from VM, anything virtualized, yeah. Automating uh, any of the Windows licensing crap, I don't know how you do that, so. Good luck. But everything else, ooh, this is good. So I'm gonna yeah, be cool. paying <clears throat> like probably another grand and putting more tools into this Ansible experiments thing, and then I'm gonna try and integrate it into the Ansible Galaxy so that anybody can just fetch it with the Ansible Galaxy install and then the package name. And I guess I I haven't really explained what Ansible is. Probably did it on a previous episode, but it's a configuration configuration management software that lets you uh, script a series of steps and then execute it across any servers that match either a tag if you have certain types of servers like on EC2 you can just apply that playbook to the ones that are tagged a certain way or purely hit all the ones that are listed in your host <clears throat> your host list yeah I'm going to be spending more time on both of those now that I'm kind of diverting my attention away from the uh, Azure crap Little well, deploy a, stuff there too. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm evaluating where I'm going to focus my efforts because I thought I don't really want to go into that, but the Azure stuff is not competitively priced anymore, and it's not even really economically viable to get any of our existing clients onto that versus what running what they already have or just selling them a local server that they run in their office. Um, it's really only viable for large scale stuff, big companies. Um, they're this, I don't know. I don't like their billing. It's very similar to Amazon's, but Amazon, you can do like, there's more stuff you can do with, uh, all of their web services that you can do with Azure, at least in its current iteration. So if I were to even get certified working with that stuff i would it would probably be more uh it would be you, you don't need certification you don't but if i ever want it just to makes change things harder. what i'm doing yeah i'm gonna need it it's an uphill battle but if you've got lots <clears throat> of great experience and proof on github that helps just working with Linux sparks my interest more than Windows does, and I think it's because I've been like jaded doing all of this fucking troubleshooting maintenance crap for clients after all of these years. Um, and there's no real business, there's no real enterprise market for Mac OS, so Linux is really the only thing that I would be interested in working with more possibly for a for a living but i kind of wanted to switch gears a little bit um i was going to talk about this apple or this issue i've had on my iphone um this is the channel nate link to discussions apple.com on the communities or the discussions thing on uh apple site when i linked you this originally it had 480 it was like 486 or 87 uh uh i have this question too 
like upvote things. Look at the number now. Sorry. From There's the, a, the OP call that was coming in. Oh. Uh, I'm looking for the number. On the first post. The, 983? Yeah. It's more than doubled since I told you about this problem. And I have uh, email updates on this thread. I get new notification or email notifications every day about it. And it's basically all the audio inter interfaces on your iPhone will glitch. I mean, I don't want to use the term glitch, but uh, that's basically what happens. It will just, uh, so if you're listening on Bluetooth, it'll cut out the audio on Bluetooth and it'll be just like dead silent for like anywhere from a couple seconds to like 15 seconds. Or you'll have like this weird uh, drawn out, like it, it sounds like slow motion almost it's like, it's like a sample rate issue that's weird yeah and then it'll and then it'll catch up again and then it'll it'll sound fine and that happens like constantly throughout the day for me whether i've got my phone uh doing audio out over lightning into my dock that i have for my i have the the apple lightning dock that has the uh three and a half millimeter audio out so I, in your car no, no, this is like where I'm sitting right now oh, okay. in front of me. Um, it'll, when I'm like on my lunch breaks at home listening to a podcast, it'll shit out when I've got it plugged into this. It'll do it on Bluetooth when I'm listening to podcasts or music. Um, it'll happen during the most annoying thing is when it happens during calls because you're just like, you're talking to someone and then you're, you're you know, uh, waiting for their reply. And then there'll be nothing. It'll sound like you just talked and then there's no response and then it'll catch up and then it'll be like, it'll be like, hello, you there? Did you just hear what I said? And I'm like, uh, oh, I didn't hear bizarre. anything you said. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had that. So, um, it's really annoying because Apple hasn't acknowledged the issue at all. Uh, the only temporary solution I've seen that people say has sort of fixed the problem is doing a full backup and restore through iTunes because apparently someone said that they think the issue is due to a, a Delta update. I guess those updates that Apple releases over the air through the, the settings app on the iPhone uses a different CDN than the updates that go through iTunes. And I guess when uh, 11.3 first launched that, there was a bug in the code for the over the air update and it wasn't immediately apparent. And then people just started realizing it shortly after. And so it's gotten to the point where it's at now. So I haven't done a full backup and restore yet through iTunes cause it's a pain in the ass, but, um, I'm probably going to do that like tonight or tomorrow and then I'll see if that makes any difference. But there's some people that says it works and then there's other people that say they did that and it still happens. So, Okay, stupid question. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Yes. Is there lint and shit in your lightning cable? No. There's 983 people that have upvoted this. It's not. It's, it's definitely not, an OS problem because yeah. it, you're describing like a sample rate problem. Yeah, it's not a hardware problem. It's it's a problem with the software for yeah. sure. I've had zero hardware problems with this, with my iPhone 7. It's been the best iPhone I've ever had. 
it makes me want to keep it and not upgrade to another one in fear that it, the next one I'm going to get is going to have problems. I've actually had a problem with mine. Um, the lock button doesn't click anymore. On the side? Yeah. Even if I take the case off. That's one weird. Of those stupid leather cases after I broke my six because it's such a fucking slippery little fish. It just slipped out of my pocket and shattered on the ground, but that was many years ago. Uh, this 7 Plus, the lock button is just kind of soft now. Huh. You still got Apple Care though. It's good until uh, September, I think. That's when you bought yours, right? September 2016? Yeah, yeah get that replaced. I'll wait. Um, I'm on, I have a leather case now too. I don't think I told you that. I got a, uh, at, uh, the fries off the 91 in Anaheim. They have like a giant, that store is like beyond massive. It's way big. It's way bigger and way better than the one in, uh, in Fountain Valley, but it has an, an Apple section and they have a clearance section for Apple stuff. So if it's like returns, open box items, things like that, they had a bunch of iPhone 7 leather cases, which you can't even buy anymore because Apple discontinued those when the iPhone 8 came out and you would just buy an iPhone 8 case for your 7. Yeah. Uh, I found a sea blue, which was like my favorite color. Uh, it was like f- perfect condition. And so I got it for 18 bucks and it's a genuine. These are like 45, $50 and this is a genuine Apple leather case. So. I've been using that and uh, it's way better than the silicone ones. The silicone ones are pieces of shit. They break apart the, the around the edges. When you put it in and out of your pocket, it wears all the way through to this bottom layer. It has like this gray layer underneath. Yeah. And, I'm looking at it on my leather case right now because I wore mine out. Well, your leather case you've had since you got your phone. The yeah. silicone case that I had, an a, a genuine Apple 8, iPhone 8 white silicone case was worn out in four months. It was a huge waste of money and I'll never buy one of those again because they wear out way too easily. And then, so what happens is it wears down to the, the, the gray underneath and then chunks of it break off because it starts snagging on your clothes when you put it in your pocket. Yeah. It's just it's cheap. It's not well made. Whereas the leather cases are well made. And they even if you scratch them up or ding them or whatever, they cuz leather has fibers in it, so they kind of like reattach. Yeah, they kind of heal. They, yeah. I have I've had some nasty gouges where it, it was like a flap and it's I can barely even tell where it happened and it's completely smooth. I can kind of see the outline of where it happened. I bet if I got my nail under there I could peel it off again, but it all sticks back together because of your disgusting oily hands. So all your, the little bits of fecal feces <laughs> that gets on your hands after you shit and you're using your phone, it embeds itself in your case. But you know what it's doing? It's building your immune system. Yeah, it's a good point. Just don't touch your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, this case is sexy. They need to use this color. I was like, I had, I was like, I had a hard on when I got this color because it was like all of the iPhone cases to me, the colors are like these dark, ugly, like they have like some purple on the, on the, for, for one of the iPhone eight leather cases. And like, uh, it's like two shades of midnight blue, 
Like there's no brighter colors that actually looks good Channel unless you're like Nate. link to forumsmacrooms.com violet or something. So when I saw this one, I was like, yeah, I have to get this. Looks good. Is this uh This is not your hand in this picture you just sent. No, no, no. This that, is just I was going to say you look really tan. You look like a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just did iPhone 7C blue, and that was like one of the images that came up. Okay, I think that's an iPhone 8. Oh, no, no it's, it's a, a reflective. Yeah, it's a 7. It's jet black underneath, just like mine. That's a really good look, that jet black. Everybody has a case on theirs, though, so you never see the phone around. Yeah. But um, hopefully Apple acknowledges this issue because it's kind of ridiculous. Seeing a jet black iPhone out of its case, it's kind of like seeing under a burka. <laughs> Mine still held up pretty well. If I take it out of my case right now, like the scratches that I've had on it are the same scratches that I've had since I first got it. Like I haven't added any new ones. Oh, the yeah. DLC coating on my iPhone or my uh, Apple Watch makes it nearly indestructible. There are Is no you- micro abrasions. Did you get the steel one or the... Uh, steel. Yeah, that's why. But the plain steel, without the DLC coating, gets thousands of little micro-abrasions. It still looks good and it's shiny, but plain steel gets fine scratches, and the DLC-coated black one doesn't get any. Hmm. This is Superman's watch. <laughs> I bet the ceramic one doesn't get any scratches either. It probably doesn't get hot. That is Superman's watch. They weigh a lot more though, the stainless steel ones, so they're not as good for exercise because then yeah. you're swinging that weight around. Well, That's I, why I think all of the sport... <laughs> what was the Nike one? They only make those in aluminum, right? The Nike models that are meant for uh, only fitness. Yeah. I think those are aluminum. They have to be. You know they're doing a redesign next year. I think Johnny Ive confirmed that in some uh, interview. In some watch magazine? No, it was on. It was on Mac Rumors. I don't know where the interview was posted from, but I was reading it. Like there was an interview with him at a or for a watch magazine, hmm. and they talked about it on the Accidental Tech podcast. I don't know if that was the one that we saw on Mac Rumors, but I saw one where there's like this picture of him leaning against the wall. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. they left part of something in the background, so it looks like he has a third leg coming out to the side. <laughs> yeah, Did I, you I see that? I was like, I what the fuck is that thing weird. hanging out yeah. to the side of his leg? Yeah. Looks like he's either wearing a cape or he's got another leg. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was photoshopped. <laughs> they just left something in the background. It's like when somebody stands in front of a plant and then it comes and it grows out of their head. It looks like it's growing out of their head, but it's in the background of the photo. I'm going to predict that the new watch is going to be OLED. Uh, It's going to have a really thin bezel. And it's going to have like an amazing battery life. Other than that, the performance will be exactly the same. The current one is OLED. Is it? I thought they were LCD. You sure? Because it's the I'm same form very factor. Sure. It's micro LED. Is That's, it only on the three and up they've done that? Uh, no, all of them. The Apple That's... Watch and the Touch Bar are the only places that Apple uses micro LED. 
or OLED. <laughs> and if you look at it, like when you get water on, on the watch face, the through the glass, you can see in the little magnification from the water droplet, you can see that the pixels go to pure black. And individual colors illuminate. Yeah. So why is it so thick then? Because computers. There's a computer on your fucking wrist. Are you I shitting know. me? Yeah, there's a computer in your Apple Pencil too, though. I know it's not as powerful, but... Um, My Apple Pencil can't show me titties. <laughs> well, any titties that you're going to view on that little screen, I don't know if those are worth seeing. <laughs> That's your <laughs> primary viewing device for that. <laughs> I'm just illustrating a point. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, well, I don't know. It's going to be thinner and it'll have a better battery life because that's always the that's the natural progression with every Apple product, even if it isn't, isn't necessarily faster. I mean, they say everything is to a certain extent faster, but that may not be as noticeable. It's just the battery life and the thinness is always the biggest thing you can notice immediately. I had uh, something cool that I did over the last couple of weeks. Forgot to mention it. I got my teeth scanned, 3D modeled in a computer, mm -hmm. and then printed on a 3D printer. Why? So that they could <laughs> ship it to another country and have them pr produce a mold that is effectively, uh, what's that shit called? <laughs> uh, Invisalign. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. the thing. That's cool. It costs less. It's the same thing. And 3D printers. Yeah, Invisalign is cool. I was going to do that, but it's like $7,000. They said I would have to do it for uh, <clears throat> the maximum duration. And that immediately was like a turn off. I'm like, no. I was thinking like, oh, I could do this for like eight months. I'm like, no, you have to do this for like 18 months. I'm like, I'm not wearing that shit in my mouth for a year and a half. Well, I'm not wearing it right now. I've heard that uh, braces... Well, I know for a fact braces are worse, but the things that are like problems with the Invisalign is that you have to wear them all the time, like, 20, like 22 hours a day you have to wear them. Um, and because they completely seal your teeth, as opposed to braces where they're just brackets... Um, bacteria get sealed into your teeth more, so you have a higher risk of getting cavities and things like that if you wear yeah. them. So you have to like brush your teeth like three or four times a day. So not only are you wearing these things in your mouth all the time, but now you got to take them out and brush your teeth like three times a day minimum to prevent like your teeth from rotting. I'm working out the workflow of how to strategically time it so I don't have rotting teeth in my head. Yeah. But I've been a bad boy today. I didn't wear them. How do you talk? How does it? Do you sound oh, like a, you got a list when you talk? I, like I have a, a list. Yeah. I talk like this. That's the other problem with those things. It alters the way you you, you talk because your teeth are really spaced stupid. apart. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Still take that over the torturous pain that you have when they tighten the brackets, and you just have like pain shooting through your jaw up in your skull. 
that you can't do anything about it. Mine are kind of painful. Uh, but if the pain becomes so unbearable that you have to take them out, at least you can take them out. And <laughs> with braces, you're fucked. They're they're just there until you schedule your next appointment with the the dentist. Well, that's a shitty way to end. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions and frothymix.info slash donate. Frothymix.info. Yep, donate, cheap fucks. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs>